Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. For some reason, after he died, Napoleon Bonaparte's penis went missing. According to legend, his penis was removed by his physician and was gifted to a Corsican priest. Like, how do you honestly say thank you to someone who gives you a dick in a box? That has to be one of the weirdest gifts of all time. Anywho, apparently the priest handballed it to someone else and that dick ended up on like a Kentucky tour of Europe until it ended up on display in a museum in New York. And according to my research, the last person to own Napoleon's peen was a prominent American urologist. That's one well-travelled dick. And this episode is going to take us all on a magical journey of crimes involving penises. I'm Tori Hodgman, and welcome to the Smooth Criminal Podcast. Now, before we delve into the heady world of penis crimes, I do need to warn you this episode will get a little dark and painful. I wish I'd found a heap of cases about jovial genitals, but no, that wasn't the case. I could also fill it with dick jokes to lighten the mood, but then I'd just sound cocky. And don't worry, when I say we're not going to get as dark as Lorena Bobbitt, I might be lying. So if this sounds like an episode you can't handle, you might want to switch off now. First, let's go to Florida. And talk about 38-year-old Cedric Jolks of Jacksonville, who jumped into his car, sat on his gun, it accidentally went off and, well, he shot his dick off. No point beating around the bush here. Jolks ran into his girlfriend's house and headed straight to the bathroom. And fortunately, his girlfriend, Shanikia Roberts, noticed Jolks had blood all over his pants. So she took him straight to the hospital where he underwent surgery. And in Indiana, Mark Anthony Jones, age 46, also managed to shoot himself in the dick. He was walking along a street in the town where he lived, where he saw some cops and he became super paranoid because he was carrying his unlicensed gun in his waistband. In an attempt to conceal it from the cops, the gun started slipping and ultimately discharged, with the bullet entering just above his penis and exiting via his scrotum. Ouch. (laughs) I also found a story from Trinidad and Tobago of a 33-year-old male security guard who was also adjusting his gun, but this time in his car, And he too shot himself in the dick. All three made it into this episode because they were charged for possessing unlicensed firearms and no longer possessing much of a dick at all. The moral of these stories, when there's a snake in your trousers, keep the guns far, far away. Okay, now those stories, while a little bit painful, weren't that dark. But don't say we didn't warn you. Things are going to get very dark shortly because we're about to tell a story that involves the dark web. And we're still in Florida, by the way. (laughs) 
Gary Van Riswick was charged with practicing medicine without a license after he, well, castrated a man he met on the dark web. This is legitimately painful for me to read. Like, how are you guys doing? Anywho, Van Riswick didn't just randomly meet a dude and castrate him for no reason. Apparently, they both met on a fetish site for Unix. You learn something new every day, right? Police arrived at Van Riswick's apartment to find a man holding a bloody towel to his groin and a pink container, which, according to the report, contained two little body parts. But why were the police called? Well, it was Van Riswick himself who called them after he realised he wasn't doing a very good job at castrating this guy. The Highland County Sheriff's Office said on their Facebook page, this one is a little, let's just say, sensitive. You could even say it's kind of nuts. They also said in the report they had discovered a pink container which held two body parts that had recently been much closer to the victim. Oh my God. They were the, oh my God, they were the testicles of the man and I couldn't find any articles saying if they'd been successfully reattached to their original owner or not. The victim was taken to hospital for treatment and Van Riswick, who told the cops he'd previously removed one of his own testicles in 2012, and he'd also botched another castration procedure on a man in a motel room who decided not to press charges. Van Riswick was promptly put in jail with a bond set at $250,000. I never found out what happened to him, but considering he was 74 at the time of the offence... It's quite possible he didn't live to botch another castration again. Oh, that's a good thing too. No more freeing willies, Mr. Van Riswick. Okay, let's lighten the mood a little because there's more bad stuff still to come a bit later on. We're going to get a little arty now. Firstly, back in 2013... A man by the name of Watson from Arlington, Virginia, was charged and convicted with assault and battery. The victim? His roommate. So what led to Watson essentially beating the crap out of his roomie? Well, well, the roommate drew a penis on Watson's face while he was asleep. According to the report, Watson woke up and noticed a tingling sensation on his face. Using the mirror function on his mobile phone, he saw massive cartoon dick on his face went straight upstairs and this is awful went straight upstairs and repeatedly punched his roommate in the face according to the roommate he used a standard marker pen but when watson tried to remove it it wouldn't come off and he was taken to jail with the dick still on his head <laughs> perhaps when handing down the sentence the jury felt sorry for watson after hearing about the weekend of hell he had in jail with a penis on his face and he ended up being fined 1250 bucks, but didn't serve any more jail time. And still on art. Graffiti is often used as a form of protest and quite often expresses anti-government sentiments of the day. In Arizona, a man who was very vocal about what he saw as a corrupt local government spread his graffiti far and wide, tagging over 40 of his creations with the name Penis Man. It started to annoy the neighbourhood that this unknown artist was spraying penis man willy-nilly all over town, but no one had any idea who was doing it. 
Dustin Schomer's graffiti spree started in November last year and he was ultimately caught this year on January the 23rd. He was arrested after he was literally caught red-handed tagging penis man on a local landmark and he faced 16 counts of aggravated criminal damage, 8 counts of criminal damage and 1 count of criminal trespassing in the first degree. While all of this was going on, Shoma gained notoriety with Facebook pages and Twitter accounts being created under the name Penis Man, and until his arrest they would document the buildings that he had defaced. Even presidential campaign badges proudly saying Penis Man for President were created by his fans. Shoma took great pride in this, responding under many posts under the Penis Man alias, with comments like, You can't stop them from coming and coming and coming all over the place. Finally, the police caught up with Shoma, ultimately leading to his arrest and the end of the legend that was Penis Man. Okay, everyone, brace yourselves. This one is going to hurt. Still in the United States, let's meet Danessa Davis who was a sleazebag and a cheat, there's no denying. But when his three girlfriends, yep, that's three girlfriends, were informed by his wife, Tracy Hood Davis, that he was cheating on all of them, well, Therese Zeman, Wendy Sewell and Michelle Beliveau plotted revenge and it all went terribly wrong. Zeman lured Davis to a motel for a hookup and when he arrived, she tied him up to the bed, promising a Fifty Shades of Grey type session, pulled out her phone and called the other girlfriends. Now the original plan was all three were pretty much going to let Davis know his secret was out of the bag but somehow along the way the original plan went out the window and by the time the women were finished Davis had had his penis stuck to his belly with crazy glue. Guess they didn't really love him after all. Okay, let's give the US a break and head to China for our next story. Fei Lin was sound asleep one balmy night in Wenling City in China when the most unimaginable of crimes happened. Thieves burst into his room, put a bag over his head, pulled down his trousers and then raced out of the room. According to 41-year-old Mr Lin, I was so shocked I didn't feel a thing. Then I saw I was bleeding and my penis was gone. Um, ouch, ouch, sorry, sorry guys. As the police investigated the case, they soon learned that Mr Lin was quite the Lothario and had been having affairs with several local women, although the now dickless Mr Lin denied all of the allegations. Police felt the most plausible explanation was that the attackers were the husbands or lovers of some of the women and the act was motivated by jealousy and one of revenge. I mean, clearly someone had a boner to pick with him. Despite numerous searches, Mr Lin's doodle was never recovered, nor were the culprits ever caught and arrested. Okay, it's time to end on something light-hearted. We've listened to stories about three shot in the dick man, botched castration man, dick on a face man, penis man, super glue dick man, and missing dick man. God, this sounds like a list of hilarious superheroes. All right, let's end the story. Let's end with a story about a penis with a twist. 
Isabel Lassiter of Tennessee went to the Wasabi Japanese Steakhouse for a lovely dinner with her husband James. But things went downhill rapidly for Mrs Lassiter when a chef sprayed her in the face with a pee-pee doll. According to the Lassiters, when they pressed charges, the chef had committed, in their words, a deliberate sexual-style assault. According to the statement of claim, the chef approached the table with the doll, which resembled a little boy, pulled down its pants and squeezed it, spurting a thin stream of water from a hole in the doll's genital area, hitting Mrs Lassiter in the face. The chef, in his defence, claimed the doll is a common part of the show patrons get as they use the doll to control the flames on the hibachi. He said kids particularly loved it because it was like a little water pistol. But here's the kicker. As Mrs Lassiter said herself, it didn't really have a wiener, but you got the point. Husband James Lassiter said the lack of genitalia wasn't the issue. Just because the doll was dickless didn't mean you weren't getting peed on, according to the couple. The police didn't file any charges, and to avoid any further drama, the restaurant instructed their employees to get the diner's permission in future before spraying them in the face with the dickless pee-pee dolls. Sadly or gladly, that's the end of this week's episode. If you've got a suggestion for a theme, please join the Smooth Criminal Groupies Facebook page and you can pop your suggestions in there or email us at smoothcriminalchannel at gmail.com. Actually, I'd love to hear from someone. I don't even know after like nearly 30 weeks of episodes if anyone's even listening to this. If you want to flick me an email and let me know there's someone out there listening, that would be really cool. And a gentle reminder to stay safe and don't get hit by... Don't get struck by a smooth or hairy criminal. (laughs) 